0: Hey, folks, John Curry here with another episode of John Curry's Secure Retirement Podcast. Uh, I have the pleasure today of sitting across the table from my friend, Mac Kemp. Mac is the chairman, local chairman for Honor Flight Tallahassee. He'll tell you more about his other duties here in a moment, but Mac, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks like, for having me. My
0: pleasure. Glad to have you here. Uh, let's start off by talking about uh, who you are, and then we'll talk about Honor Flight. Give our listeners a little bit of a background about who you are, what you do in your day-to-day job, and then how in the world you got involved with Honor Flight and your actual official role with Honor
1: Flight. Sure. Um, I'm actually uh, Deputy Chief with Leon County EMS. i uh, been doing EMS for a very long time, and um, uh, the... Honor Flight came along as something I read an article about many years ago and it seemed like that it was a perfect fit with our agency because the flight that we go on, um, most of the veterans are uh, elderly and many of them have physical uh, issues of different types. And we need paramedics and physicians to go on the flight. So I knew that uh, Leon County EMS had the paramedics. We had the equipment. We had the ability to, to, to do this. So I wrote up a uh, proposal and showed it to my uh, boss, who was uh, Chief Tom Quillen at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a veteran, and he uh, thought it was a great idea. So we took it up to a county administration who said, let's take this to the board of county commissioners. And we did a presentation to them, and they fully supported it. And so it was kind of like off we went from there. That's great. And you've had, what, six flights now? We've had six flights. Coming up uh, next year uh, in the spring of 2019 will be our seventh flight.
0: Well, I had the pleasure of being on three of those. so yes. I, I've enjoyed them. And we appreciate your
1: support <laughs> in many, many different ways. Well, you're team.
0: welcome to that. It's a worthy calls. Yes. Speaking of worthy calls, let let's explain what, who who is Honor Flight and the
1: mission of Honor Flight. Yeah. Honor Flight is, there is a national organization called Honor Flight Network out of Washington uh, that Works helps us in Washington, D.C., and um, they are a group that helps coordinate hubs across the nation. There's uh, 131 hubs across uh, the United States uh, in 45 separate states that fly veterans. Uh, Since Honor Flight's inception, they've uh, flown over 200,000 veterans to Washington to see their memorials. And currently, as of today, there's about 30,000 veterans that are on waiting list to go. Uh, we have a waiting list uh, here between 150 and 200 at the current uh, moment right here in Tallahassee. really yep there is there's always people that are waiting waiting to go
0: tell, tell, can you do a breakdown roughly Cause I know you you usually throw out numbers how many are World War II Korea, and Vietnam can, can you have a rough idea of how many of, of which that we've taken no, on that waiting list.
1: On the t- waiting t- list. T- yeah, oh, yeah, on the waiting <clears throat> list right now, it's predominantly Vietnam veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, um, I think we only have five World War II veterans that are signed up uh, right now for this flight. Our first two flights were all World War II veterans, 100%. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're, uh, they're kind of um, getting at the age where it's dif- difficult for them to go. They're all in their late 90s at this point. Um <clears throat> Korean War veterans, we've probably got somewhere between 40 and 50. And then the the rest of those veterans on our list are Vietnam veterans that are waiting. And we get applications literally every day. Good. Every day.
0: <clears throat> That's good. I, I can remember a time when we had a hard enough time just letting people know what Honor Flight Tallahassee was. Yes. And getting veterans to actually apply. Yes. So it's great you've got that waiting list. So let's talk a little bit about what... The purpose is, you, you alluded to it, but I'm going to go deeper. Because
1: sure. unless someone's been on these flights, you don't have a clue what it's like. No, you don't understand. It's it's really <clears throat> 100% <clears throat> to honor these veterans that have been to war for us, that have preserved our freedoms, our American way of life. Um, we talk about this in our board meetings often, that we strongly feel, every one of our board members feels that, Everything we have, everything we're allowed to do in the United States, every freedom that we enjoy is because of the veterans that have served and sacrificed so much over the years to preserve those freedoms. Um, I'm a little biased, but I think the United States is the most amazing country (laughs) on earth, and I am so blessed to, to live here. And the only reason that we enjoy all the things that we do is because these veterans have laid it on the line. And many of them have died in past years for our freedoms. And so we feel like it's little enough to take a one-day trip to thank these veterans for their, their sacrifice and their service. I mean, one-day trip to, to take them to these monuments and memorials that they've never seen before. So, you know, you think about the memorials in Washington, D.C., they're there for everybody to see, but really those memorials were built for those veterans.
0: To honor them. That's right. I I remember on the very first flight, uh, the gentleman that I I had the honor of being his guardian, very dear friend, has been for many, many years, and he opened up and talked with me about things that he'd never discussed with his family. Never. Well, both of them did, because I had the pleasure of being a guardian twice and then part of your, your team working one time. Mm-hmm. And thank you for all the hard work you made me do, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> but, but it was amazing just listening to the stories. And I know in Harry's case, the first gentleman, Harry Grant, and also Charles M. But Harry was talking about things. You know, John, I've never discussed this with people in my own family even.
1: That's true. Most of these veterans have <clears throat> never talked about their experience. But when you put them in an airplane... With 79 other veterans Mm -hmm. that understand what they've been through, they start talking about things that uh, no one's ever heard. And I've heard stories. uh, The veterans have told me stories that um, they've never told their family. Um, There's certain things that um, they feel like were uh, almost unspeakable that they had to participate in. It was hard. It was difficult. Um, It was... um, and and I I have a lot of them tell me I like to talk about happy things. Right. I don't like to talk about the bad things, but the bad things are important. And and this trip helps them to come to terms to some degree. Uh, I had I had one letter from a, a gentleman up in Minnesota who was the son of one of the veterans, and his his father served in uh, Burma during the during World War II. And he said his father always felt like that the the troops that were in Burma never had been recognized for everything that they had done, and he said that um, after seventy five years, the trip on honor flight, and this was his words, finally knocked that chip off his shoulder. (laughs) So the things I I take that as a great success that honor flight was there to um, uh, honor him for what he did.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I served in the Air Force during Vietnam era, and I would tell you, you got a lot of Vietnam veterans who really feel that. Like, hey, you spit on, you came back, and yes. you cussed at, and yes. you called baby killer, and stuff like this. So I can relate to some of that.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I have a letter that was from this past uh, honor flight from uh, Captain Murray, who was a Vietnam uh, aviator that uh, went on our flight, and he uh wrote this letter right after the flight on Memorial Day, as a matter of fact. Um, And um, he wrote in the letter that when we got to the airport, a woman, a total stranger, walked up to him and said, Were you a Vietnam veteran? And he said, Yes, I was. And he said she extended her hand and said, Welcome home. Wow. He said that in his entire Vietnam experience, no one except family had ever welcomed him home. And that with all of his negative feelings from Vietnam, he says this one woman, he says we'll never know who she was Mm -hmm. and she'll never know what effect she had on my life. But she changed how he felt uh, about his war experience because he was finally welcomed home after all of these years.
0: But all it takes is one person showing appreciation. It does. And we're going to come back full circle to that in a minute and talk about what you see when you get there. Because Great. it's amazing, but I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Because uh, I, I can sit here and talk all day long about this because of the experiences. But l- l- for our listeners, let's take them through what happens from the time we get out of that hangar, like at five o'clock in the morning. Just kind of walk through what
1: goes on. Sure, we uh, <coughs> we we get to the hangar usually around four thirty in the morning because we have to kind of go through TSA checks. We have to feed everybody breakfast. We have to get everybody in their teams because we have a red, white, and blue team because we have three buses, a red, white, and blue bus. So we get everybody together lined up with their guardian, uh, get their wheelchairs, get their oxygen set up, uh, whatever it is that they need. We we get all those things set and we have to go through uh, the the dreaded TSA uh, checklist.
0: Let me stop you for a second. Let's go back up because I don't think people can have an appreciation of what you just said about oxygen, wheelchairs, et cetera. That is a major project. It is. Getting that stuff on that plane. And I know the, the flights I was on, your crew went out there usually the day before and had
1: all that on the plane. The week before. The week before? It takes a week. We, we <clears throat> kind of take the hangar over for a week, and uh, we actually start getting all that because the day before, we'd have uh, TSA does a pre-check for right. us on the equipment, uh, so they clear all the. We take sixty wheelchairs. We take cardiac monitors. We take uh, medications of all different descriptions and types. Um, we 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 basically have one of most everything that's in the ambulance that's going in that way <laughs> because we have we have uh, eighty veterans that are the youngest is going to be around seventy, and the oldest is going to be around hundred. So we have a lot of uh, medical conditions to be concerned about and we need to uh, make sure that we have every possible uh, uh, option covered as far as medical. And and I can very proudly say in in the 6 years of flights we've taken 480 veterans and we've brought back 480 veterans. <laughs> that's that's one of the biggest goals is to bring them back to their families. Uh, healthy and, and whole. Well, I know
0: the flight that I was on with you where I was working, I, I thought we were going to lose a couple of them because they were wandering off and had to go get them.
1: <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> we, we always we always do. We always have some wanderers <laughs> and uh, we have some, some people that even though we tell them to stay off the stairs, they, they, you know, use the ramps. They, they get a little stubborn.
0: We'll come back to that in a minute when we tell them some of the stops. So let's tease them. Let's not tell them yet. Okay.
1: Okay, so we get to the hangar.
0: we got to go through
1: TSA. Right. So we get our breakfast. We do TSA. We get all that stuff. We get everybody loaded up, go through the TSA um, uh, inspection to make sure everybody gets checked off to get onto the flight. And we get them on, and it's wheels up at 7 a.m. Uh, it, and we've never been late. So far, so uh, 7 a.m. We get it's about a two-hour flight to uh, to to Washington. We get uh, to BWI, uh, which is um, everybody always asks, why do we go to BWI? Why don't you go to some of the Washington airports? Because the gates are locked out. Well, let's tell them what BWI, Baltimore Washington International, Baltimore Baltimore, Washington (laughs) International. So we get there and we do some things that are some surprises. To uh, that we plan ahead for the veterans to honor them <laughs> right off the bat when we get there, as far as getting to the airport, and um, but the main uh, issue is getting off the airplane at this point, getting them into their wheelchairs, and then getting them to the three buses that are awaiting with the United States Park Police escort. So um, uh, we have everybody. We have to make sure that everybody's in their team, red, white, and blue, and that we've accounted for everybody on the bus. Okay.
0: I've experienced this. I'm going to do it by ask you, asking you a question. Absolutely, share with our audience what happens when the people, the passengers, I got chill bumps when they see us and they realize what's happening. Share with the group what 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 takes place. It'll no, blow your it's, mind.
1: It's a, the thing is, we plan a lot of things to honor the veterans. But the best things that happen are the things that are spontaneous that we don't plan. And when it starts in the airport, as soon as we get off the plane, um, uh, the people that are just in the airport there to catch a flight realize that these are veterans that have served the United States of America. And they spontaneously come up and start shaking hands, hugging necks, clapping. Uh, and just uh, telling, you know, just making these veterans feel appreciated, and it, it's great to see the faces of the veterans because they don't, they don't get it yet. They don't understand that all of this is for them, and that it's spontaneous. But this happens at every single stop. Yeah. We've had um, we've had groups of um, military that were going off to battle in Afghanistan or somewhere else that realized that these older veterans were coming by and instantly just came over and started shaking their hands and, and acknowledging them. We've had school kids. We've had Boy Scout troops. We've had mm-hmm. just people I, in general. I
0: witnessed some of the younger troops who were shipping out just standing at attention and, and coming full salute to them. Yes. They did
1: that. I love seeing that. Yeah, and, and these, these <clears> older <throat> veterans, that's just an amazing appreciation for them. Yes is to feel that connection with current active military so it's just a and and we didn't plan that right it was just it just happened. Yeah. Um, now you know, and there's there's other things we've we've had people. Um, I'll tell you that uh, we had people show up that that we didn't expect. Uh, we had the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders that was funny. show up at one, and, <laughs> and the veteran uh, particularly the male veterans, now they just absolutely love that. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it,
0: especially um, when some of the cheerleaders were sitting in their lap in the wheelchair. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. encouraging some funny,
1: them. some funny some funny moments, but uh, you know, people like that different groups different (laughs) bands show up uh we've had uh, at the world war ii memorial we've had uh the the uh united states or nothing it was the royal scots dragoon band from england showed up because they knew that we were going to be there and they were in town doing a concert and they came and did a one-hour concert at the world war ii memorial for us and we didn't plan that they just heard about it and they came Uh, things like that have happened on almost every flight. We've had the governor meet us at different places. We've had different uh, senators and representatives. Well, the governor
0: us. met us at Arlington. Yes. Because
1: I was on that flight when he came. The governor's met us at, at multiple times, either at the hangar or out yeah. in Washington yeah. if he's there. I so, know the
0: first flight, I remember, he, he greeted us when we came back. Yes. Because I have a picture of, uh, with Harry Grant and myself and my grandson. Yes. As a matter of fact, there's somewhere there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about the stops. Uh, so we, well, let's have some fun with the, with the uh, park service first. So we get on this bus. Yes. Buses. And we are led folks to the, uh, to Washington DC. And I forgot, is that about an hour drive? It's about an hour. <clears throat> and we're led by uh, a motorcycle cop, and one in a car. Uh, tell a little bit about that, because there's been some funny things happening this, on this. This is one of the, you know, <laughs> the
1: thing is, um, when when we're driving through Washington, D.C. with three buses and a, a, a police escort front and back, there are literally thousands and thousands of people that are standing on the side of the road watching, saying, who the heck are these people? And my answer to them is, this is American royalty. These are the veterans that have protected your country. And, uh, and, and, and so they, they should be honored this way. But this turns out that the police escort is one of the highlights of the trip. <laughs> yes, <because> it is. <laughs> to watch the police cut through all of this traffic, and Washington has lots of traffic. Uh, people in Tallahassee think we have traffic. No, not really. Not and not compared to Washington DC. But we, we could not get through to the monuments without the Park Police Escort. And we drive right up to the monuments. We do. Drive up <laughs> right to the edge of it. Which is which is great because these veterans, you know, don't need to go that far. They don't need to have to walk a long way. So um it's 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 great. But to to see them cutting through traffic like Butter just just cutting through the middle of it. Cars going everywhere. Uh, one of our uh, one of we've had the one of the same officers, uh, Officer Larry Holmes. We've had him for every single flight, and he will drive his motorcycle up to the back of the car and literally bang on the trunk to, to wake them up to make them pull over. And there's nothing that makes the veterans just cheer and and, and laugh more than seeing that. But it it it's really part of that. Uh, sense of we are honoring them in many different ways and this is one of the ways because they're, they are VIPs I mean that's what usually you know the, the those escorts are for like the president mm-hmm. or uh, some other you know movie star or somebody but th- these are people I think that are just as important. Yeah it's a lot of fun to watch that.
0: Alright so let's talk about it so we, so we, we get to downtown Washington D.C. Yep yeah. And talk a little bit about the stops that are made, each of the memorials, so people can get an appreciation of what happens.
1: Well, before we stop, the first thing we do is we do a short driving tour around Washington because a lot of these veterans have never been there. They've never seen the Capitol. They've never seen the White House. They've never seen the common, you know, the Jefferson Memorial. So we kind of drive around a little bit so they can see some of those memorials because we can't go to all those. There's just not enough time. So we're going. We're there for the war memorials. That's what we're there for. So the first stop is World War II. World War II is is a huge memorial. that's very well done. Uh, it has a column for every single state and um, uh, and, and every territory. Um, uh, you know, they're they're all out there. Uh, it's it's just an amazing memorial. Huge uh, water. Uh, show you know that goes on there, and then in the back of it, there's a st- uh, the Wall of Remembrance, which is a, a star for uh, every uh, 400. I think it's every 400 for 400 uh, men and women that died in World War II, and there were thousands that died in that war. So, um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, it's a very solemn thing, and uh, so we stop there and, and spent a couple of hours at the World War II Memorial. While we're there, we do a, a group picture which, with all 168 people on the flight. Uh, we get them in one giant shot, which is an ama- amazing, and then we do a, a, a short um, brief ceremony to remember those that were not able to go on the flight or those that have passed on. And there's a lot of those memories for these veterans. You know, they remember uh, all their friends from long, long ago that are no longer here with them. There's a lot of memories between there and when we get to Arlington National Cemetery. There's a lot of of that memory going on. Um, So we go through World War II. Uh, We get lunch uh, on the bus as as we end. Um, And the other thing I'll tell you is, too... um, That I have to mention this, is that uh, Senator Bob Dole is a a former senator. He was a wounded World War II veteran, Um, amazing guy. He has come to almost every single flight that we've been on, and he goes out on Saturday. He greets all of the honor flight groups. We're usually not the only one there. Last flight, there were uh, nine other honor flight groups uh, in Washington the same day that we were. Um, It was pouring rain. And Senator Dole was in his wheelchair with someone holding an umbrella out there. He wasn't going to let some rain stop him from showing up. He's an amazing guy. And um, he shakes hands or hugs necks with every single veteran that comes up. Um, Just, he he appreciates them. And he poses for photos. And he does. And it's sad to see his
0: state because... Again, being on three of these things from year to year, you see how uh, his health has been failing him, and and he's a national treasure himself.
1: Yes, actually, I will tell you though, he looked better this past flight than he's looked the past three or four flights. Really, he looked better. Awesome. Uh, so that's anyways, weird. <clears throat> Even in the rain. It
0: was great. Well, I was in Washington this last flight, but I was there for a conference. Right. So while you guys were doing that, I was getting a tour of the uh, House of Representatives. Okay. So that's why I didn't, I, I was going to go crash the party, <laughs> but they
1: said, no, you can't because we got this going on. So I couldn't do it. I understand. Couldn't do it. <clears throat> well, from there, we go to uh, a common place in between the Lincoln Memorial, the Vietnam Memorial, and the Korean War Memorial. They're all three together in an area there, and we spend about two hours and allow the veterans to. Uh, to, to, to view all of those memorials. Like I said, we're, we, we are taking World War II Korean war and Vietnam veterans. So they all want to see those memorials. And a lot of the World War II veterans have sons or daughters that were in, uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they want to go there to go for those. So we, we see those memorials there. They're, they're, uh, they're all impressive in their own way. Um, you know, the, you, you just, you can never forget your first visit to the Vietnam Wall. It's just, uh, it's moving. And the things that I've seen on every single trip, the things that people leave at the wall in memory. Uh, this is literally true. Uh, I think it was three flights ago. Um, we were walking and we were down, and there was a lot of people. And I realized that everybody was having to walk around something. And um, it was a Harley Davidson motorcycle. And I was like, I, I finally saw one of the park police, or not park police, but park uh, rangers. And I said, Why is there a motorcycle parked in the middle of this? You know, why would somebody park there? And I said, Someone left it as a memory of, um, for mm-hmm. someone that died Wow. in Vietnam. And, <laughs> and so they, they actually collect all of the things and they keep them in a the warehouse in D.C. And so that motorcycle is going to be kept in permanent collection. Uh, it was essentially a donation, and that's an amazing thing to me. It's very emotional. It's very, um, uh, it means that much that somebody would give away their prized motorcycle because it was uh, it, it moved them so much. So the, we see something different every time. Uh, the Korean War Memorial, uh, one of the great things. Two or three uh, trips ago, we had a guy. From from close to here, um, Mr. Dillon uh, realized his picture was on the wall. I remember that. And um, you know, he didn't know that his picture had been etched into the wall, but it was him. And we've got his picture now and then, uh, with, you know, uh, and that was something. So that's, that's an amazing thing.
0: I want to comment on that. Of all the memorials, to me, and I have it on my wall there, the picture on the wall over there with Harry Grant, to me the most moving memorial is the Korean memorial. And for folks who have not seen it, I would encourage you to Google it. Look it up and get look at a picture. But it's basically life-size bronze statues of a group of soldiers walking on a patrol. And every time I'm there, I look at that. And uh, I went down there again while I was in D.C. back in May. It's very moving. It is and i just stand there i stood there for probably 20 minutes just looking and just like wow
1: you know
0: how lifelike
1: mm-hmm. it is just, it's 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 truly amazing it is they're, they're, each one of them in their own way is moving in, in its own way
0: i'm curious cuz because i served in the air force did you guys go by the air force memorial this time we did fantastic cuz i built that,
1: we built that in because it's <clears throat> close and it's 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 it's, it's great to see every, there's three spires, yeah. and it's great to see everybody laying down in the middle of the three spires to take a picture straight right. up. It's cool. Between. I thought somebody had fallen out. Of course, as a paramedic, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's somebody I'm going to have to go deal with a medical issue. And then I realized they were just laying down taking pictures. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty funny.
0: Yeah. We did that on the, uh, first, the first time that we stopped was the... Uh, the third flight I was on. Yes, that was the first time because yeah. I, I guess it just been we had enough time and it
1: we, we oh, was the time and we had just had enough time, but now we've built it in. Good, good, good for God. you. That's good. So we uh, we go to the Marine Memorial, which is also called the Iwo Jima, mm-hmm. and uh, we have actually had several uh, gentlemen from Tallahassee that were at Iwo Jima uh, in World War II. So uh, and they all told me every one of them that Marines. If we don't go to that memorial, I'm not going. That's the one I want to go to. The others are great, but that's the one I want to go to. So that we go, and the Marine Memorial is impressive too because you don't realize how big that thing it's is huge. until you go. And it was just recently renovated. They finished renovations about a month ago. So the whole the whole area has been renovated. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, we go to the Air Force Memorial, and then the final stop before we go back to the airport is uh, Arlington National Cemetery, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Uh, this is, uh, I think, this is just my opinion, but I think it's the most solemn ceremony in America. And if you don't appreciate and aren't humbled by that ceremony, you should get out. You should go somewhere else. Um, it's it's an amazing thing to watch the changing of the guard. Uh, it's uh, They've been doing this for, for decades and decades without stopping. Uh, and, um, it's, it's just, um, there's something there. It's almost a religious experience.
0: Well, you know, on the last flight I was on, you and I were, I grabbed one of the guards and we were talking to him and he he was one of the guys who served and refused to step down in, even in threat of a hurricane. Yes. And they were told, you don't have to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and they said, are you kidding me? Yeah. They didn't want to miss it. Uh, I want you to share this because um, tell the story about what happens when you hear the taps or when they're scraping. The, yeah. the, the this was something we
1: didn't realize <clears throat> on the first flight and we, we found out later on uh, uh, that the thing is the ceremony at the Tomb of the Unknown is done the same way every half hour on and on and has been done this way for decades. They don't change it at all. Except for one small, subtle thing that we learned uh, that we didn't know in the first flight, but we learned later. They told us uh, that when they know the the guards, when they're doing their patrol, when they are walking back and forth uh, with their weapon, that um, when they know that there are veterans in the crowd, they scrape their heel. The tap. The, the tap. So they scrape it uh, on the ground. And, um, and when you stop and when you know that and then you listen for it, they actually do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, uh, and so we tell the veterans that as we pull up to tell them to look for that. And, uh, and that helps honor them also. They're being honored by these active duty um <coughs> Army guards at the Tomb of the Unknown,
0: and it's, it's worth uh, commenting on this too about how solemn this is, and the the people that are there, they don't put it with any shenanigans. You're not going to be talking, you're not going to be fidgeting, you're not going to be making noise. Yep. it's not tolerated. No,
1: it is zero tolerance for that. No, it, if you if you want to look up on the internet, uh, there's there's dozens and dozens of examples uh, because that's the one thing they will stop for, and they will call you out. If you're talking, um, doing anything that's inappropriate, um, they have a, a phrase, some sort of a canned phrase that they use. But that it's a sacred ceremony, and um, and that you should uh, be standing and quiet. And uh, I, i now we've never had a veteran that would.
0: I've do never that experienced more. anybody doing anything we, improper. I've not seen it. But if you look, I'm going to check that out. I've can, thanks for that, because i because I've the times I've been three times on a flight and one time on my own. Uh, I've never uh, uh, witnessed that because when I was at uh, this conference I, I made sure I went to Arlington. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm the one if I go to Washington D.C. I'm going Right to that. I just so have to. If, if phones are
1: ringing which that's one of them or if someone is playing around on their phone or whatever if they notice that they call you out.
0: Wow. So folks if you go Hide your phone. <laughs>
1: yeah. Turn it off. Be quiet. <laughs>
0: um, I know. On one of the flights, we had the pleasure. We were on a tight schedule of actually watching them lower the flag.
1: Yes, and I think that's the only one. Was we, that we, one we, did, we saw that on two flights. Did you okay. on two flights? Been able to schedule that, um, and that was that was just something extra that we were able to to see, and that that was uh, great to see that ending ceremony at the end of the day.
0: Right, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff.
1: Now the thing is, though, now that's all the Washington flight. You know, the best is yet to come. You know that. What's that? It's, it's, it's <laughs> coming home. Tell them coming home. Tell them. Tell them what happens the, when we, land. we well when when we, after we uh, finish at at Arlington, we have about an hour's ride back to the airport so that's usually a, a time for to kind of rest and relax and the veterans are usually talking to each other and telling stories and things that they've never told in their entire lives to anybody before um so uh we get back to the airport um and let me interrupt for one second.
0: i remember you saying one time uh, t- telling us some group i forget where i've heard speaks many times about how You anticipated everybody be falling asleep on the bus or on the plane ride back. Tell them what really happens. Actually,
1: the (laughs) the guardians, they always tell me they are praying that the veteran will fall asleep. (laughs) And it has never happened.
0: Let me tell you something, folks. If you've not served as a guardian, you should check into that. It's hard now because most of the uh, veterans want their uh, family member to be their guardian. I've been honored to uh, serve as a guardian to the people. But uh, it's work. I mean, this, it it's work because you're responsible for that person the whole day and taking care of that person. But it is such a joy and such a, a privilege to do that because it's like Max said earlier, it, it, this, this is a big deal. This is this is not taken lightly, but it's a lot of fun getting
1: to know that person. It is. And others around you. We, we tell the guardians, don't plan anything on Sunday because you're just going to want to sleep. That's and true. Because you will be worn out.
0: I slept to uh, probably ten thirty or eleven o'clock the next day.
1: Absolutely, you <laughs> will be tired. You will be tired.
0: And I'm a pretty fit guy, but I was tired.
1: <laughs> but we do have a, about a two hour flight on the way back. We uh, feed them, uh, give them supper on the way back. We do a couple of other things where we honor them along the way. But the best part is is when you know we get back at nine forty at night. It's pitch black at in Tallahassee Airport, but when the plane turns. Hmm and you can see the the brightly lit hangar. You always hear, what are all those people doing there? And that's the great thing about Tallahassee is that there are friends, there are family, there's Boy Scout troops, there's military units, there's uh, people from the Tallahassee Swing Band or whatever organization that we've got out there. High school kids coming. High school kids. We've got just all kinds of people that love veterans. And we've had, um, you know, easily from anywhere from 1,500 to 2,500 people at a time to come out at night and different uh, times and just to welcome the veterans home. And they hold flags. Uh, There's lots of veterans groups, the Patriot Guard, um, uh, lots of other uh, folks that are out there uh, from the military that that, uh, are are all decked out in their uniforms and different things. Uh, There's, uh, we have... um, what's called a water arch salute that is provided by the Taos Fire Department where they actually shoot water over the top of the airplane as we come in. That's an old World War II tradition to honor people. Um, there's, uh, you know, We give them little gifts and prizes, but the, thing, the greatest thing is that there's just thousands of people there to shake their hands, pat them on the back, hug their necks. Uh, welcome them back home and thank them for the service that they provided. So they've they've hopefully had a very long, wonderful day. And 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 we hear this all the time. Uh, and I'm not making this up. The veterans tell us it was the best day of my entire life. And I kind of get worried when they stand next to his wife or something, you know, <laughs> you know one your wedding day maybe, or maybe when your child was born. But they they say it, this means a lot to them. And we have had. Um, Veterans uh, that I know uh, that um, have been buried in their Honor Flight T-shirts, yeah. uh, we don't sell those. We only give those to the veterans that mm-hmm. go. That's um, the gold-colored ones. The gold-colored shirts. Um, we have had veterans that, instead of a flag on top of their casket, have requested that T-shirt. Tell them
0: how they get one like I were because these
1: aren't given away either. These aren't. No, we don't give away the Blue Guardian T-shirts. The only way that you can get one of those is if you have been a Guardian on one of our flights. And mine's not those. for sale. That's, <laughs> well, we don't we don't sell those. Except except we would. We actually we don't even sell them if a guard, the Guardian needs extra one. We provide it. Veterans we provide extras, but um, we never sell them. Never sell now, you them. do have some that are for sale. We do. We do. They're just uh, regular gray shirts with our logo on the front and back. But um, uh, uh, we, we love to get advertising there. But, um, uh, but we don't sell the Veteran or the Guardian shirts. So, it, it, you know, it, it, you see that it's, it's a, it, it, and we thought of that, well, this is just a one-day trip. We're just taking them up to see some memorials, and that was all it is. It's, it turns out to be much more than that.
0: Big time. I was telling my friend last week that I was going to be interviewing you. And he said for the podcast, he said, what in the world does Honor Flight have to do with retirement planning? You you do retirement as your secure retirement podcast. I said, think about it. These are people, all of them are retired. Okay. The, most of the people that are volunteering, most of the people that are serving as guardians have retired and they're doing things mm-hmm. to have other interests. And I said but when you retire, it's not just about having enough money for retirement. What are you going to be doing? Yes. What's your health like? Are you able to go on a flight or a cruise? So it's it's all encompassing. Yes. And it's not just it's not just about planning because the money side. That's why we 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 want diverse uh, topics when we do these. Yeah, and, you know? and
1: people and, are very passionate about veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we found that um, in, in over and over and over. It's, it's it 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 amazes me. How supportive Uh, we have. We have a lot of people that are just constantly uh, checking in with us to say, "Is everything going okay? Do you need anything? Is there anything that we can do to help?" And uh, it's not about me. It's not about the board. It's not about uh, even the Honor Flight organization. It's about the veterans. Absolutely. And that's what it has to be about.
0: And some people listening to this may be skeptical. Say, "Yeah, every charity says that," but I'll tell you, folks, the. The people that I have been involved with, with Honor Flight, is nothing but good quality people who care, and it's, it's not self-serving. It's, hey, what can I do? I, I've seen people who, uh, well, I remember one day I needed help with the wheelchairs. You know, people just come grab the help. Mm-hmm. You know, on the, the one where you had me working so hard. <laughs> That's where you wore me out. Let's do this. Let's talk about how people can get involved. Let's kind of—I know we got to wrap up here in about five minutes, but three to five minutes. Let's just talk a little bit about how can people get involved. Obviously, donations are appreciated and needed. Sure. And and I know when I was helping with some of the fundraising, I would ask people help me send at least one veteran on this flight. And at the time, it was five hundred dollars. Is it still about that?
1: It's actually gone up a little bit because uh, you know the 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 cost to charter a flight has just gone up astronomically, and we're paying much more than we originally started with six years ago. So um, it, it's probably more closer to the $700.
0: Seven. Would right? you mind sharing with our listeners about what it costs to fund this thing each year?
1: No, it's, it's a little over $100,000 to send uh, the flight. Uh, this last flight uh, to actually... Uh, Chartered the airplane for one day was just over 93000 And then we chartered the buses. We pay food for uh, the veterans and the guardians for all three. Uh, actually, the guardians do pay their own way, there, right. So that should be clear clarified. These people, uh, whether they're family or not, they really want to go on this right. flight. And so they pay their own way. Yeah, and that was
0: 500 Is it still 500
1: It's still 500
0: Okay. It's still flat. Which, which, which,
1: that doesn't cover all the costs. Of course but that helps to fray the costs. But
0: $500, folks, is a bargain. So if you want to go... The $500 is, uh, is well worth it. It'd be a great day, and everything's included for that.
1: Yeah. Um, so the way you can help us is, is donate uh, money, donate your time. We need volunteers. This is a 100% volunteer organization. The board our volunteers, and then we have a group of probably 50, 60 folks that uh, come out and volunteer and help us get ready for each flight and do um, uh, different events for us. We've got like the... Uh, uh, veterans Day Parade coming up and we'll have school kids, we'll have different other folks that have volunteered that will go out and hand out flags to the crowd and uh, just represent Honor flag. We'll, we'll have some of our veterans uh, in the trucks with us that will be waving at the crowd as they, as they go by and they love that. They, they, these guys love to get out and, and, and I say guys, it's men and women yes. uh, that, that come from all three wars. Um, the other thing that uh, uh, you could do is you could be a guardian. Uh, and guardian again is a commitment for all day. Plus, you have to come to an orientation, uh, two-hour orientation, just so that you know exactly what's expected and how to make sure that everybody gets there around uh, safely. So, uh, guardians, volunteering, uh, donations, and then you know coming out and helping us at our events, different things like that. Um, so, there, there's a wide variety of of, of of things that are always going on.
0: I'm amazed <clears throat> at how this community has reached out to support on our flight. As we were getting ready, having lunch earlier, you were sharing with us that you sent out a request, a plea for
1: $3,000. But you didn't get $3,000. What did yeah. you get? No, we got way over 26000 And it was because our wheel uh, the wheels on the wheelchairs had uh, degraded and fallen apart, and we had to replace all of them. And uh, it was a $3,000 job just for the parts. And then we had the uh, Lane County Sheriff's Office Team that was going to do the work for us. But we had to buy the tools to to put them on with and we had to buy the tires. And uh, when we put the plea out, the the Tallahassee and North Florida region, actually also South Florida, South Georgia, Mm -hmm. uh, really just came through. I mean, they just were amazing. And uh, that's going to help us get this next flight off the ground.
0: That's great. That's great. How are you doing on fundraising so far
1: for the next flight? We're doing pretty good right now. We're doing pretty good. We do have uh, some donations coming up from the city and the county. Uh, they provide some small, uh, you know, some portion donation. Um, and, but uh, we're we're doing pretty good right now. But any donation is going to help us get more veterans. Okay. Uh, tell people how to get in touch with you. We we're looking oh, at your website. Forgot, this is the most important part. Send us your veterans. Right, that's the most important part. If there, if you know a veteran from World War II, Korea, or Vietnam that would like to go on this flight, the cost is 100% free. We will not even accept a donation from a veteran before they go, not the first year, anyway. Not the first year,
0: now we'll say ben, we'll yeah, the once ready. they've been, we'll take their it, we'll take it. <laughs> but, but, but before
1: they go, they can't donate because we want them to feel honored and appreciated right. 100% of the way. So mm-hmm. please go to our website. At uh, www.honorflighttallahassee.org, and you'll find our applications there for veterans. Print those off and have these veterans send them out, fill them out, and send them in, please.
0: That's great. Uh, I'm I'm just pleased to be a part of it with you, and I uh, want to get back even more involved. But uh, Honor Flight's just been a great organization. Uh, but I do want my Gold shirt. So <laughs> I'm a Vietnam veteran. You so are. I, so I want to go. You can. But I want to go, but I tell you what. I'll be honest with you. We talked about it before, we're kidding around, but I, I would feel guilty taking a seat from someone else. I hear that from every single veteran. You know, that goes. Because the other person that. is, I, you know, the other people who are more deserving, and I've got my two guardian T-shirts for going, and have worked on the the flight, and will continue doing so. Well, you, but you, I
1: do want to go. You remember <laughs> Gen- General Snowden? Yes. And I tried to talk him into going. And if anyone ever deserved to take this trip, it was him. It was him, absolutely. And he absolutely refused. And he said, "Save my spot for somebody else." And he never went with us. And um, I was the one that wished he would go. Sure, um, but but he never would because he didn't. He wanted somebody else to have that spot. Uh, an amazing guy.
0: Matt Kemp, thank you for all you do with Honor Flight, and thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you for your support. We appreciate you very much.
0: Well, you're welcome, Matt. It's it's an honor to be part of Honor Flight and help out in any way we can. And people, please, if you have questions, call me, email me. I'll help any way I can, but this is a worthy
2: cause. Again, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you. If you would like to know more about John Curry services, you can request a complimentary information package by visiting johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Again, that is johnhcurry.com slash podcast, or you can call his office at 850-562-3000. Again, that is 850-562-3000. John H. Curry, Chartered Life Underwriter, Chartered Financial Consultant, Accredited Estate Planner, Master's in Science and Financial Services, Certified in Long-Term Care, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Securities products and services and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, a Registered Broker, Dealer, and Investment Advisor, Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial Corporation is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPC. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this material, we are not undertaking to provide investment advice for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact one of our financial professionals for guidance and information specific to your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, or employees do not provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances, not affiliated with the Florida Retirement System. The Living Balance Sheet and the Living Balance Sheet logo are registered service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York, copyright 2005 through 2018. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities or Guardian and opinions stated are their own.